0: this week we're talking about stuff you put in your ears so take out those old batteries you forgot in your freezer i'm duff i'm amy and this is fad tabulous
1: welcome to fad tabulous a show where we review trends fads and crazes and give our verdicts how are you amy I'm doing good. Doing great. How are you? I am doing just as great. And Uh, did the
0: Duff Man have a good week? The the Duff Man always has a good week. I am excited about this week's episode. Absolutely. I, I know you're excited because all week long I could mentally see you Kind of jumping up and down for joy every time you talked about the show.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. The show has been an exciting addition to my work plan. These things have been known to hit me right in the feels. I grew up with a lot of them.
0: I still use some of them today. Uh, so, Amy, what are we talking about? Today, we're going to be talking about music and how we've been listening to it on the go over the years. All right. Well, let's get started with the boom boxes because they hold my earliest memories for portable music. Mine, too. Every time I think of a boombox today, it raises a comical uh, vision in my head that I'll get to at the end here. Okay.
1: All right. Uh, Well, the portable tape player and AM FM radio that uh, was called boomboxes when paired with two or more loudspeakers and a carrying handle, that was the most important thing. It had to be portable. You had to be able to carry it. Uh, Although you never saw anyone carrying a boombox. It was always over their shoulder. Yep. Yeah. They were first launched in the Netherlands in 1966 by the Philips Corporation.
0: 1966? Really? I wouldn't have thought that far back.
1: No, no. I mean, they kind of sucked, but so did a lot of things coming out at that time. Philips was also the creator of the cassette tape that we uh, all grew up with.
0: I can't tell you how many times I've taken a pencil to a cassette tape. You just don't know the struggle. Numerous, numerous times. Oh, yes. They were launched in the mid-70s to the U.S. market by brands like Panasonic, Sony, Marantz, and General Electric. But they were immediately sought after by kids, which led to the popularity of the chrome-plated speaker grills. Remember those? Oh, I do. They were never real chrome. It was always plastic. I know. I know. (laughs) And and that silver stuff would wear off after a while. (laughs) And you'd be left with plastic grills. Yeah. You know, I've actually got a a personal story, a personal
1: love of my boombox. Uh, My very first tape player, my, my entry to the music emphaticism that encompasses me started right here. My first radio was a Sony, my first Sony boombox. I mean, we're talking red with yellow speaker grills, a blue handle, and it even had a microphone built in.
0: Did it come with a Tickle Me Elmo?
1: (laughs) No, it did not come with a Tickle Me Elmo. And you know, that's a trend for another show. It sure is. So I loved this tape player. I still remember my first two cassettes ever were Genesis and Elton John cassettes. And I absolutely loved music back then. Until the one day I tried to put a tape in and hit the play button and my cassettes proceeded to be eaten. Essentially, there was something drastically wrong with it. So me at the ripe age of seven decided that I needed to see if I could fix it. I needed to take it apart and figure out why it was broken. So I did. I saw a piece of string that looked like it used to be a rubber band. It was at one time a belt and it had broken. So I found a rubber band in my mom's desk And it was about the same size, so I looped it back around, put it back together, and lo and behold,
0: it worked. So, started your long career in IT.
1: Yes, yes, and you know, twenty five years after the fact, I was doing a job in a client's house, and we got to talking about how I became an engineer, how I became, uh, you know, a mechanic, and I, which I'm not, by the way, I'm I'm an IT guy uh, by trade, but at one time I used to fix appliances. And we got talking about how I got my start, and I told him this story, and he says, you know what? Hold on. He takes me downstairs to his basement, and he pulls out this red plastic heap, and you know what it was? The same model that I had as a kid. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And, uh, you know, as a tip, which, you know, we, we weren't supposed to take tips, but, uh, you know, if the guy wanted to give me something, you know, I, I would, like you know, like a fiver or whatever, you know, hey, thank you very much. Um, but this guy, at the end of the job, I, I, I fixed his refrigerator and he gave this to me as a tip. And, I, I, you know, I almost cried. <laughs> I know I'm a little wimp. <laughs> I am such a little wuss. But
0: Did it was it still have the microphone attached to it. Uh,
1: you know, I, yes, I think it does. I, it's downstairs in my basement. I I really want to restore it when I have some free time, mm-hmm. uh, but I think it does have the microphone. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. That's awesome. So I have a story about a boombox. Uh, my first boombox. I cannot remember how old I was, but um, it was an eight track player. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And Meatloaf's "Bad Out of Hell" had just come out.
1: That was a great album. And.
0: I would go down into the basement and listen to Meatloaf's Bad Out of Hell over and over and over again. And the only reason I was down in the basement was because my parents didn't want to listen to it. And I would get, like, kicked down to the basement, like, "Go, go listen to that somewhere where I can't hear it. Mm. So there I was lying on the basement floor listening to Meatloaf over and over and over again. My second story about boomboxes is pretty recent. We have a boombox. It's covered in stickers. It, it came with the husband. <laughs> when, <laughs> when I acquired the husband, we acquired the boombox. And we still have that. And the kids use it out by the pool. Oh, wow. And it, Yeah, it's old. It's, it's really super old. I think it has a cassette player in it. So okay. that would date it to whenever cassettes were out. Very cool. Well, let's get on to the verdict.
1: Was it a fad, trend, or craze? That's a tough one, Duff. For See, for me, it isn't. I'm going to go trend all the way because it
0: was longer than a
1: fad would allow.
0: I think it's a fad within a trend because it's a portable music player, which is, is a trend in itself. And it's a fad that was within that trend.
1: Yeah, but that trend was around so long from but 1966 up until the 90s
0: but it's not anymore
1: well it doesn't mean it wasn't a trend it doesn't I have to be know. a current trend
0: i would still say it's a trend so we are going to agree
1: to disagree to sort, of, sort of disagree <laughs> can we agree on this at least was it fad tabulous i say yes
0: oh i say yes too great
1: <laughs> all right let's move on to the next on our list of portable music players. This one starts out in the late 70s, and it is the Walkman. The Sony Walkman was released in 1979 and was the world's first portable cassette player.
0: I never had one. Really?
1: I, I've had mm-hmm. several throughout my childhood.
0: No, nope, never had one. Okay. Well, there
1: were competitors out there. Uh, like, for example, Toshiba had their Walkie. And Iowa, gosh, is Iowa even still around? I don't know. Yeah, They had their cassette boy, and of course there was the Mii Jockey from Panasonic. And of course there was the Discman, that was uh, also a trademarked Sony product, that was released in 1984. I forgot how old CDs were. Yes, I could me have too. sworn they were like a 90s thing, but I guess not.
0: No. My son had a Discman. It was given to him by my dad, and the thing weighed about 14 pounds, and he used to lug it around with him.
1: Yeah, and it had like two hours battery life. It was horrible. They were quite big back in those days, and I believe they even had uh, an adapter, a wall wart that plugged into the wall and provided it with power. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, they did.
1: Mm. There were many variations on the trademark of man. Uh, Walkman, Discman. They, they had the video Walkman, the mini disc Walkman, the Walkman MP3, the Walkman Network. They had a ton of them,
0: but none of them
1: were more popular than, of course, the original Walkman.
0: The latest were a line in Sony Ericsson phones with a branded music app called Walkman. Uh uh uh.
1: Those branded phones were put to rest in 2015 with the demise of the Sony Ericsson Live phone. All right. My question to you is, how much would you pay for a Sony Walkman? Oh, gosh, 50 bucks. (laughs) I don't even know that I'd pay that much, unless it was a set piece for like a video setter or whatever. But, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Engadget reported that Sony unveiled a $3,200
0: Walkman during IFA 2016 in uh, Berlin. The popular publication Mashable said that Sony was out of its mind for doing that. And we agree with Mashable. I totally agree.
1: Yeah. So you never owned a Walkman. I know my wife and I have owned several Walkmans, Discmans, and uh, those type of gadgets throughout the years. I was actually quite fond of Iowa because they had uh, very good equalization, very good sound.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I've never owned one.
1: All right, then. Well, let's do the verdict. What would you consider Walkmans and Discmans? Were they a, t- a trend, a fad, a craze even? I'd call them a fad. Because they gave way to portable media via the iPod and the other MP3 players that we'll talk about in a little bit. So I, I'm going to give them a trend on this one. I, I'm not going to go as far as to call it a f- craze, but I do think that it did pave the way for many things to come in the future. hmm is it fad-tabulous? No. Man, we keep on disagreeing
0: today, but I am going to give it a fad-tabulous for the aforementioned reasons. Boo! I don't, I don't agree at all. But when we get back from the break, we're going to be talking about smartphones and reading your stories. And don't forget to stay tuned to the end of the episode as I try and stump the deaf Man with a trivia question. Another one? <laughs> Another one. Every week. After these messages... We'll be right back. (laughs) Hey, it's Clint Daly, host of the Daily Dose Sports Podcast. You know, we release a new podcast
1: every single Wednesday, and we bring you our own unique outlook on the world of sports. You know, we try to give you some actual insight and maybe a common sense approach to sports. Whether it's breaking news, some of the biggest games, or even some sports history, check out the Daily Dose Sports Podcast now on the Rogue Intel Podcast Network. The Daily Dose. Your daily dose of sports and sarcasm. Hey guys, it's TJ. I know you're enjoying the wonderful content the Rogue Intel Podcast Network provides. We really couldn't do this without the support of you, our wonderful listeners. One of the best ways you can say thank you also happens to be one of the easiest ways. Just go to RogueIntel.com Amazon and do your Amazon shopping as you normally would won't cost you anything and you'll be supporting your favorite podcast network that's r-o-g-u-e-i-n-t-e-l dot com slash amazon so amy tell me what is the definition of an mp3 player
0: an mp3 player is actually a portable audio player that plays digital files as opposed to tapes or discs Right, you are. It was invented by Kane Kramer
1: in 1979, and by it I mean the Ixy Media Player, uh, otherwise known as the Ixi. I don't know if it's actually pronounced Ixy, but it makes me feel good to say Ixy. Mm-hmm. At any rate, Kramer lost his patent in 1987, and uh, that was because he couldn't afford the sixty thousand pounds to renew the patent, so it became public domain.
0: Wow, that's crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, many brands have released MP3 players in their day, not just Apple, which is why we're not calling this the iPod segment.
0: <laughs> did you own any MP3 players? Yes, I did actually. My first my first MP3 player was an iPod. Okay. All right, mm-hmm. uh, that was probably
1: one of my last standalone MP3 players. I've gone through a lot in my day. I, I started off with the Creative Nomad, I tried out the Arcos Jukebox, and even the Microsoft Zune, which was way ahead of its time. But mm-hmm. alas, I did end with a uh, cl- an iPod Classic. Which is? The iPod Classic, it was basically an iPod, uh, the non-touch version, That uh, just had a hard drive in it, and I had, I think, 120 gigabytes on it.
0: Yeah, I remember my first, when I got my first iPad, I think it held like, I don't know, maybe 20 songs tops, and I had to keep rotating stuff out of it because it had very limited space, but we're talking the beginnings of of iPods mine was given to me as a gift from my boss actually at blog talk radio Oh, and uh i didn't have one and working in podcasting how could you not have an MP3 player <laughs> yeah it kind of defeats the purpose it, I, absolutely absolutely so even car stereos began giving us the mp3 cd and usb options though none were really that great until the mid 2000s
1: yeah we really didn't have great options back then Now, the pros to having MP3 disc was the fact that you could get a ton more audio onto it compared to the 74 minutes of audio CD equivalent. The downside was it didn't sound too good.
0: Mm -hmm. I know when I get into my car today, I can just hook up with my Bluetooth and turn on my iTunes music and pick my playlist and put it on shuffle and I'm listening to music wherever I go and it's what I want to listen to.
1: Yeah. Yeah, my my story is very similar these days. I hook up my phone to Android Auto and my my car stereo becomes my Android phone and I'm able to basically stream or play any music on my phone or in the
0: cloud. But that's a story for, well, this podcast, just a little later. (laughs) I have a bizarre story to share with our listeners. All right. Yeah, a teenage girl survived a terrifying lightning strike after she was saved by the wire of her iPod. Can you believe that? Wait, what? Yep. That wire is so thin. I know. She's 14 years old. Her and her boyfriend stopped under a tree when there was a storm going on, and they were struck by lightning. And doctors believed she survived a 300,000-volt surge Only because it traveled through the gadget's wire, diverting it away from her vital organs.
1: Wow. That is
0: insanity. That's lucky. That's lucky.
1: Crazy lucky. So let's talk about MP3 players. I am going to call them a craze. I'm going to go out there and call them a craze, because when they first came out, Everyone had to have it. Doesn't matter if you're an Apple fan. Doesn't matter if you were anti-Apple. There were so many to choose from, and everyone was buying them.
0: I, I agree with you on this one. Cool. So we agree. Finally, a craze. <laughs> For the first time since we've met, we agreed on something. <laughs> <laughs> and I am also
1: going to say definitely fad Uh Yes,
0: I agree with you on that, too. All right. Cool. free uh, <laughs>
1: Now, there's no reason to even guess about our next one, because the demise of the MP3 player came
0: only because of modern-day smartphones. The birth of the smartphone could be misattributed to Apple, but its real roots started with the Palm Pilots. Oh, my God. Remember those? Uh, Yeah. And the Blackberries. Can you remember those? Jeez. All those little buttons. Yes. Oh, man. and and That was the mid-90s.
1: I loved the BlackBerry keyboards. I I still wish, uh, like, I
0: still want them. Hated my BlackBerry. Uh, Absolutely hated it. It was like carrying around a roll, digital Rolodex. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's essentially
1: what they were. But they could also play media and had headphone jacks. And the later versions even had web browsers. And all of them did a decent job for the era at playing audio, but none were as good as what we have today.
0: I wonder if it was SD or was it HD? I mean, it had to be. It couldn't have been HD audio. Well, those are all marketing terms. SD means standard
1: definition which Mm -hmm. is a video term, Uh, HD audio, I mean, it doesn't really mean jack. It's just a marketing term, like 1080p uh, or Ultra HD. I mean, 1080p at least means something. Ultra HD is a pure marketing term, but uh, I digress. So NTT Docomo released their first smartphone in 1999. They were a Japanese firm. But the forefront of the Smartverse came to be in 2007 with the birth of the iPhone and in 2008 with the HTC Dream. Never heard of that one. That was actually known as the T-Mobile G1. It was the first Android phone ever. Now, the big players, of course, were Google and Apple. Wait, wait, wait. Don't you mean Apple and Google? Uh, No, I meant Google and Apple because Google for the win. No. All right. Well, regardless of which came first, that didn't stop companies like HP and Microsoft from trying to get into the market. I don't know if you've ever heard of something called WebOS or Windows Phone Mobile Seven. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, what What is this Windows you speak of? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, it was Windows Mobile. It was. It was really bad. Really, really bad. Of course, it was. Yeah. And you shush. <laughs> Now, smartphones typically ranged uh, from about 32 gigabytes, sometimes even lower, to about 256 gigabytes of storage, which means that you can store your entire audio library on the very device that you surf Facebook on from the toilet.
0: I have heard that uh, mobile devices are the most germ-ridden things ever because people bring them into the bathroom. just a side note.
1: Yeah, No, no, it's a very good side note. Uh, As a matter of fact, it's called fecal coliform, and more fecal coliform can be found on the screen of a touch device than a toilet seat. Jesus. Yes.
0: Wow. All right, so early smartphones had FM receivers in them that the cell phone carriers denied users from using.
1: Yeah, well, God forbid they listen to free radio instead of their online streaming services.
0: I know, I know. Because, you know, you you,
1: you don't have live radio, and you have to listen to streaming services that cause
0: you to use data, which means you have to buy data plans. Which is a whole other show. Ugh jeez i did a little research because i always like to add some bizarre facts to all this stuff as you know i do by now and i found some really weird stuff that you can stream from your smartphones really and the first yeah yeah some of them are kind of hilarious so the first one is it's raining men which is an arnold schwarzenegger total body workout oh jesus mm-hmm. uh, uh. yeah the next one is rap a yodel which is a rapping cowboy. <laughs> oh, can I do the next one?
1: Uh, sure. <laughs> Cheeseburger in Paradise from the University of Washington
0: Husky Marching Band. I'm a huge Buffett fan, by the way, All but I don't right. think I want to hear that played by a marching band. No, probably not. Nope. Here is one of the weirdest things that I found, and that is the former U.S. President Bill Clinton won a grammy not for his saxophone playing but it was for speaking a musical fairy tale peter and the wolf
1: interesting in russia yes. that would be prokovev
0: that that is just fascinating to me and then of course my very favorite william shatner doing bohemian rhapsody oh gosh <laughs> mamma mia mamma mia mamma mia figaro I'm
1: not going to sing. No, well, I'm sure our fans appreciate that. I don't know. Some might like your singing voice.
0: I think it's quite keen. (laughs) That sounded groovy, man.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So smartphones, I'm going to go and say that they are a craze, but I don't know that we can even put this into a trend or fad category because here's the deal. Much like computers,
0: until they're built into our bodies, I don't think we're going to be getting rid of smartphones. I don't think we're going to be getting rid of smartphones either. I think that the Google Glasses were something that tried to take over that place, but it didn't. So I'm not exactly sure what's going to happen to them, but we're in the midst of this trend fad craze, whatever it's going to be. And it's hard to judge how it's going to pan out. But I'm going to go with trend if I had to pick something. Okay.
1: Well, we'll disagree again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No. Yeah. What are the odds of that? So,
1: uh, (laughs) of course, Fad Tabulous is the vote I would give it.
0: I would give it a Fad Tabulous, too, because I got to be honest that I cannot live without my music on my smartphone. And I am not a huge fan technology addiction type of person like I don't I've never had a piece of equipment that I couldn't live without like throughout the years and all of the uh, evolution of technology and things that that come up like the Walkmans and the and the mp3 players and the the Tamagotchis and all the stuff that we've talked about nothing I've ever had I've ever said I can't live without that I love my phone because I'm able to stream music from it. Yeah.
1: Meltem. 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 All right, well, the last one we're going to talk about today is something that I had forgotten all about. This one is a user submitted story about pocket rockers. What is a pocket rocker? Oh, wow. A pocket rocker was a micro cassette player that was marketed, I believe, by Fisher Price in the 80s. And, oh, my uh, yeah, they Yeah. They, they, you, you could buy these little micro cassettes that played two songs. That's all it could hold. Oh, no. Yeah. My, we've come a long way. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad we've come further than this. This one was sent in by email, fadtabulous at rogueintel.com. Robert Alexander from Boston, Massachusetts wrote in, and I'm going to try to use his dialect on this one. Hey, guys, love the show. Episode one was a wicked pissa. I guess that means it was cool. Uh, Do you guys remember the Pocket Rocker? They came out in the late 80s and were basically microcassettes that only played two songs. I still had mine until we moved a few years ago. Keep up the good work. Love your show.
0: I wonder what two songs he had on his pocket rocker. If you had a pocket rocker and you could only fit two songs, what would you, what would you put on yours? Well,
1: it's not like you had the uh, ability to, to record onto these microcassettes. Uh, for example, looking at the Wikipedia page for pocket rockers, they had an array of pop music from the 80s, such as Bananaramas' I Heard a Rumor and Walk Like an Egyptian and Manic Monday. And then there was the Beastie Boys with You Gotta Fight for Your Right to Party. Uh, There was a whole bunch of them, Living on a Prayer, Wanted Dead or Alive, but they were essentially
0: just two songs. Yeah, but if you had to pick two songs to put on a pocket rocker, if you could, what would you put? Well, (laughs) in the late 80s, they
1: also released a Genesis pocket rocker, which now that I know this, I'm going to have to see if I can eBay it. The cassette was The Last Domino and Invisible Touch, and Genesis is probably one of my favorite bands of all time, so I would have had to pick that one. All right. Thank you, Robert, for sending in your message to the show. If you'd like to be as cool as Robert, you can do so. Fadtabulous at RogueIntel.com or shoot us a message on Twitter and Facebook at FadtabulousPod.
0: So, Duffman, here is a trivia question that's sticking with the song that played at the beginning of the episode. Do you recall what song that was? Oh paradise by the dashboard lights by uh meatloaf correct correct that's not the trivia question but <laughs> okay um all right you don't make me use my brain <laughs> <laughs> what year did that album come out oh
1: i don't even know uh 1978 Zzz, wrong answer
0: all right 1977 you were so oh, close come yep, on. so far away <laughs> yep oh I was so just not close. horseshoes or hand grenades. You <laughs> lose.
1: <laughs> you know, I think I'm going to have to start giving you some trivia next time.
0: You can do that. All Absolutely.
1: Right. Great. Amy. Yes. What's trending on Rogan Tell this week?
0: Actually, it's pretty exciting news. I did a guest spot on your other show called Prime. I'm going to warn everybody. There's lots of foul language, and it is not kitty friendly. So, no, be careful. He's
1: not, not yeah. at all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no. And of course, you know that fad tabulous guy, Clint Daly. Yeah, the Daily Dose Sports Podcast. He's back from the vacation. He did not take us on. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm
1: a little upset with him. We're going to have to reach out to him and, and spank him.
0: Yep, yeah, he uh, is talking about you know everything sports, which excites me to no end.
1: Well, see, I'm not into the sports ball, but
0: I, I have Me to say either. that was sarcasm. I,
1: I know. I know. I have to say, though, even without being a sports fanatic, I got to say his podcast is funny as get out. He's a great guy. He he does a great job. Absolutely. Yeah. You can definitely check out his podcast on the Rogan tell podcast network. Mm-hmm. So what are we talking about next week on the show?
0: Well, it's going to be the most exciting decade ever. Wait a minute. You mean we're doing the 80s? no we're doing the 90s the decade that's responsible for that very annoying purple dinosaur barney and then of course the most awesome power rangers mighty morphin time <laughs> oh yeah uh-huh.
1: all right guys well that's all for this week's episode i'm duff i'm amy you've been listening to fad tabulous a proud member of the rodentail podcast family Head over to fadtabulous.com to subscribe and interact, and head over to rogiintelcom slash Amazon to support our network
0: every time you shop.